Nicole, and welcome to episode number 40 of the I can't believe Still it. Spinning Podcast. We're making rain! Woo! <laughs> Finally, you got a use for your buy one, get one free shooting <laughs> fake money gun. Uh, it was not buy one, get one free. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. No. Oh, I thought there was, was a deal, and that's why you bought two of them. There was there was a little off the second one, but yeah. I mean, oh, okay. okay. Now, let's not get I'm into sorry. that. I'm sorry. My bad. Let's not get bogged down into boring detail. Let's start with a very important programming note to everybody uh, who is joining us here? Uh, we uh, starting next week. Our podcast is moving to seven o'clock Central Time. Seven o'clock Central Time, not eight o'clock. Nicole, do you want to tell them why? Because we're old and it's late, and both of us we get on and we're like, "Ugh, so tired." <laughs> and we both, I don't. It was very funny how it happened because like we both logged in and you looked at me and he goes. You want to do seven o'clock next week? And I was like, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. We had always <laughs> joked about it. And then we were just sitting here like, because we had all this stuff done, you know, all this stuff. And we're just both sitting here like this. Like, I can take a nap right now. Here we go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so um, although I will say from a marketing standpoint, what we should have said there, Nicole, is because we've done some research that shows that oh, our sure. audience is... Uh, you know, seven o'clock is a better time for our audience. It's it's mm -hmm. you know primarily a Midwest audience or East Coast audience, so that eight seven o'clock thing works uh, well. That's what we should have just said. Yeah. Um, well, and for our Pacific friends, five o'clock it's drive time, like you're driving home, and that was kind of one of the original intentions yeah. of our podcast was like something to listen to on your way to or from work. Right. You know, we've kind of Which moved away from that still, going to the evening, but yeah, and you can still do the podcast. I mean, you like if you yeah. listen on the you know, the feed comes in on your uh, actual podcast feed. That still comes out usually Wednesday mornings. So mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Well, um, <laughs> start with some comments here. Happy Monday, guys. Thank you, Carla. Happy Monday mm -hmm. to you as well. Congratulations on show 40. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Uh, how about midnight <laughs> spinning? Only if I'm still awake, like, or just getting, like, no. If I'm still up at midnight, I am most likely not sober. And yeah, exactly. We shouldn't be on yeah, camera we should not. anyway. Although that could be a fun, like, bonus episode if we do, like, shots or something. Still spinning. Just... Like, we're, like, literally everything is still <laughs> like, spinning. Like You guys, the room is literally spinning right now. <laughs> <laughs> still spinning. Yeah. Still <laughs> spinning. <laughs> drunkenly singing the theme song. That's pretty, uh, for like an hour. That's all we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it'd probably be pretty hilarious uh, to watch. Um, but yeah. But we probably shouldn't. No, probably not. We probably right. shouldn't put anything like that out in the airwaves. <laughs> all right, let's start with the uh, the big show here. So you have ran into an interesting bit of. Uh, you will call it technology. technology. Although I, yeah. I didn't realize. I thought this was much more common than you seem to think it is. And you go out way more than I do. So I don't know I how do. you've not. I do go out a lot more than you do. I mean, maybe it's just the places that we go here versus where you've been. We were out last night. Paul and I went to a theater here in Chicago called The Den to see um, a very, very fantastic stand up. And at the table, they had a little QR code. And I'm used to QR code menus, right? They had a bar, but there was a line. And we were like, man, we don't really care, surprisingly. I know. Um, so we went and uh, sat at the table. We're going to see Jeff Hiller, which if you watch somebody somewhere, he plays Joel. And if you're not watching that show, it's fantastic. It's on HBO. 
Anyway, they have the little QR code thing. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll just see what they have. You can actually, they have it set up. You order from your phone. You can order snacks or you can order drinks. You order from your phone. You make all your selections. You hit it and send you a little text message. And they're like, good news. Your order was received. Someone will bring it to your table. Then they bring it to your table. And then a little, like an hour or so later, they're like, hey, do you need another round? And you're like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do need another round. They come back and you pay for it completely on your phone. You, you never have to like get up from your table and go to the bar. You don't have to you see a line at the bar and you're like, ugh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to wait in line. I think it's genius because I don't have to get up. I'm in my seat. People probably order more because it's so easy to just be like, yeah, bring it to me. Bring it to me. And I didn't even mind the tip. I still tipped a great amount. You know what I mean? I do think you're right that people are going to order more because, mm-hmm. you know, how many times you're sitting at like a club or like a some type of show where they're doing like a drink service. And although the problem with this is you're at a show and now you have to take out your phone. That's annoying yeah. if you're, you know, the performer. Um, right. But, I did feel a little bad about that. Yeah, of just that's like, weird. Um, yeah. But imagine that. Like, you would probably a lot, you'd probably order a lot more, right? If you mm-hmm. didn't have to wait. Because there's how many times, like, well, I'm not going to order now because by the time the server gets back with the drinks and takes my order and gets back, it's just going to take too right. long. So, I mean, I see that. Although I'm surprised because I see this all the time now. Really? I, I was I was telling you about it. You're like, oh, yeah, I see it. I'm like, I've never seen this I to s- this level. I see it in airports all the time. That's a mm. big thing at an airport. But you know where I, you've seen this for years. Maybe you don't mm-hmm. go. Do you ever go to Panera? No. If you go to a Panera restaurant, the QR code, the thing is built. You don't even. It's built into the table. You just gotta like if really? you have if you have one of those like um, what do they call it? The reader things where you can just touch the thing. It'll pull it up. Like you don't even have to tell it what table number you're sitting at. Oh, nice. Because it will. It knows what table number you're sitting at based on the little thing built into the built right into the table um yeah panera has for years been trying to eliminate like having you yeah. to talk to somebody before you eat um and that's that's what i think a lot of the places are, are starting to do this has a lot to do with manpower mm-hmm. this has a lot to do with um uh i mean i i don't know or we, i think we are now becoming a society that just is used to not talking to somebody I mean, we do a lot of times it's just easier to not have to deal with another human being. And yeah. and they've made it that way. The companies have made it that way, right? Like you try oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just you can't call and you want it's a lot easier to do something online than it is to call somebody and get something done. Um so I just think that we are becoming um and if you watch like young kids, man, if you watch a 25-year-old they they have no social skills. They have no right. They just have that phone in front of their face, and and I'm look and I'm not. I use my phone a lot. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I do, and um, probably more than I should. But I mean, their entire world is caught up in this phone. Everything has to do with their phone, um, and they don't know a time before they had a phone. No, right? You know because they right everything has been about the phone since they were a mm-hmm. kid. And um, and they didn't have to go through all the crappy generations of phones. Like they've always had smartphones. Wouldn't it be fun to have like give them a flip phone or even better a phone book? Rotary phone, hand them a, a rotary, rotary phone. phone. Well, you've seen the videos of kids trying to dial with those, right? 
Oh no, I oh, have. Oh yeah, they're online. You can find them where they put the phone down and say, "Okay, here's their number: seven eight six 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 one one. Go ahead and call it." And they pick up that rotary phone. They're like, <laughs> "What the?" They like <laughs> will push a button like in the like it's not not working. They can't figure out. They try to turn it backward. They're like, "I I don't know what." And then they'll pull it down once a little bit. And up oh, there is that. No, you got to go all the way around. You got to because it's got to count no. seven clicks. So that's the thing. Yeah, there's video if you. For some entertainment, go look at that. There's videos out there of, of sounds millennials like a fun trying to, get to done. yeah, trying yeah. to use uh, um, rotary phones. So yeah, well, it was a first for us, but we were uh, very happy. And then, uh, then you know, then I got an email like, "Here's your here's your receipt. Thank you so much." Yeah, good I, day. I do that. Uh, um, I there was just when I was just traveling through um, uh, Minneapolis Airport, the uh, both restaurants I I went to had the same thing. Like you just sit down at the table, you pop, and it knows what table number you're sitting at and all that kind of stuff. Order it, boom, it's paid for. The receipt gets emailed to you, and That's they bring great. the food out. I I mean it's I, right, it's good, I guess, and I I feel like I might like it less at a restaurant. Restaurant at a bar especially a show where I'm, you know, we're just having a couple of drinks while we watch a, watch a comedian. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I might like it less if I was at a sit down restaurant. Cause I do feel there's a little bit of necessity or comfort in giving your order to a person and not trying to like enter a food order, yeah. especially if you have any sort of special requests or you don't like tomatoes, for example, that's me. Also me. Or you. Yeah. Well, you just don't generally like vegetables. Correct. Yeah, I just there's a few vegetables I don't like. Tomatoes uh, are one of them, although technically a fruit, because they have seeds. Is that why? I think so. All right, uh, we'll say yes. We'll say yes. <laughs> somebody, you know, we if if we're wrong, we don't care. We don't want you to learn anything. But feel feel free to fact check us in the in the chat. Yeah. That's what it's there for. Yep. Uh, all right. So Nicole and her new technology. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Do you remember back, I don't know, it was right after the pandemic when uh, it seemed that everybody was hiring and employers were, um, we, we kept seeing story after story about basically about ways to screw over your employer, right? There it was, was not screwing no, over your employer. No, there, it was doing the actual amount of work you were supposed to be doing instead of doing extra. Doing the absolute that you were not getting paid for. minimum amount of work that you can your do. Your job? Yeah. Doing your job. Doing the yes, minimum correct. amount of work that you can do. What is required of you. Yes. Yes. Right. And which to me is a stupid standard to hold yourself to. But whatever. I don't. I, it's. I mean, we could we might digress on this a little, but I don't. I don't think it's I'm not going to do a little extra. I think it's I'm not going to work 12 extra hours every week for you. I'm not going to do the responsibility. You fired my boss and just gave me their responsibilities without giving me any extra money. I'm not going to do all of that. I think that's what it was. It wasn't just like a person who's like, I've done with all my work and I'm just going to sit here for 10 minutes. That's kind of more what to me it seemed like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't believe it was that. I think it was people who are really going above and beyond because jobs just started well, expecting it. And then, well, I mean, the whole quiet quitting thing seemed to be more like, I'm just going to just do the absolute least and then just sit back. And then eventually, so I'm, I basically quit my job. That was the whole point of quiet quitting. You've quit your job. You're, you're, you're not trying to impress anybody. You don't care about the company. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you just, you just, you quiet quitting. Well, 
it's different now. The man. Uh, the be- man's fighting back. The man is fighting back. There is now something that companies are doing. It's called quiet cutting. You knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Like, there, like there's no way employers were just going to go, oh, yeah, okay, everybody quiet quit on us. That's fine. Some companies are reassigning workers in a way that is sending them mixed messages, emails informing employees their current job role has been eliminated, but they've not been fired. Mm-hmm. They're leaving their staff with feelings of confusion, fear, and anger. It's dubbed quiet cutting. The strategy is gaining traction as a restructuring move. Companies like Adidas, Adobe, IBM, Salesforce are among the employers that have restructured its workforce over the past years. Basically, they come in and say, listen, there's a whole bunch of layoffs happening at this company. This job is gone. This job is gone. This job. But now we're not firing you because we're not, we don't want to give you severance. Yes, we're not firing mm-hmm. you. You're going to do a different job and it's going to pay less. But we're not so firing they hope you. they quit. They hope they quit. They're doing that because they don't want to fork out the benefits that they would have to if they were firing someone or eliminating their job. If you get fired for cause, you don't get anything. Right. You're just fired. Right. But if you get laid off because they are, for example, getting rid of your job, you generally are able to get some sort of severance pay and your benefits are paid for for X amount of time, which is probably part of your severance. But this way they can be like, oh, sorry, but we gave you a job. You don't, I'm sorry, you you ran seven McDonald's and now we're going to put you on the kiosk and you don't want to do that? Well, sorry, we gave you a job. And this way, I, instead of me saying I'm laying off 500 employees, you can go, yes, we had mm-hmm. to lay off 50 employees. But those other, you know, those other 450, while, while maybe you didn't lay them off, you sure pissed them off because right. now they're making less money and they are doing well they might be doing less work but the whole point is it doesn't matter because you're you know it's paying them less and eventually they'll probably end up quitting or having to go somewhere else yeah and now there's not a lot more places to go there used to be i mean this is this is just what happens (laughs) like when the when thing when this switches right like when it's like i'm gonna quiet quit well that's why because i can i can go find a job somewhere else like that well now you can't yeah so well some people probably can but not everybody yeah. It's a weird world out there right now. It, it is. is. a weird world. It is. And, you know, the people who have um, just made, like, the door dashing or the driving, uh, like, the Ubers and all that stuff, have made that their career. I mean, that's... And there there are people. Yeah. I know people who have just said, that's what I'm going to do. And that's the way they pitch it, too, if you watch their ads. You sure. know, um, they're clearly pitching their ads, their recruitment ads, to a very certain kind of person because everyone I've seen shows somebody either playing guitar, doing stand, <laughs> doing stand-up comedy, right? They're doing like it's like, hey, look, I want a job, I want to get some money, but I don't want a regular job. I want to come and go as I please and all this workers. kind of stuff. It's right, it's exactly. It's exactly yeah. who they're. But I just say you, it's funny who they're marketing to because sure. they're marketing to people who are writing music. Poetry, <laughs> you know, artists, artists, yes, yep. Yeah. So, comedians, they should do like a whole stand up or improv. Like, well, a bunch how of many, do it. like, how many comedians? I know, I know, probably over the over the last 10 years, probably 50 comedians that I know have worked for DoorDash or Uber or something like that, right? Oh, yeah, I, I know a ton of people who do. One of those kinds of things because you can do it whenever you want to. I understand it. It's I know exactly why. It's easy to slip why. in and out of. Hey, yeah. I got rehearsals Wednesday night, and I don't have yep. to ask. All, I don't have to ask an employer off. I just don't 
log in and make the money. Yep. I mean, that's I totally get it. But I mean, the entire point of those companies there, I mean, you can, well, I guess you can do it now, but they're going to fire. I mean, the whole point is to do that automated. Uber does not want to have people driving people around. They want automated cars to be driving people around. Same thing with the uh, delivery services. There's zero services. chance I'm getting an automated car. Well, you're not going to have a choice pretty soon. Oh, I will, because I'll see it pull up, and I'll, it'll be like the little, like, robot, just like one of those skinny, you know what I mean? Like the skinny robots, number five is alive. And yeah. I'll be like, nope, not getting in that. Mm-mm, hard pass. You think that, like, in our lifetimes, there's going to be... Like a point where that's the common norm, where you actually like a don't, robot driver where you, or the where driver. you don't touch the car. You get in a car because you know mm. the whole point of like something like um, uh, Tesla, for example, or Uber. Mm. These companies they don't want you to own a car. And if you think about sometimes, depending where you live and depending on the scenario, owning a car can be kind of stupid. Like if you oh, pay yeah. like five hundred bucks a month for a car, you drive it to work, from work, and that's it. And it's a five. I mean that's. Why wouldn't it be better to own one car with ten people, right? Where you could just like a car share, yeah. Where you just pop, you where and the car comes, picks you up, drops you off, and you do that. I mean, it might cost you more per trip, but in the overall, you know, month or the year or whatever, it'll end up costing you less. Yeah, uh, because you well, don't use our cars as much as now. If you live in rural Iowa, for example, you're going to use rural your, anywhere. Yeah, you're yeah. going to use your car. You're going to use your truck. You're going to and you're going to make you know 45 minutes to the grocery store. Yeah, I get that. That's different there. But um, I, just, I know a lot of people in the city of Chicago who do not have cars. I do too because it doesn't make sense to you know for the expense. One of the reasons that I still have a car is years and years ago when it was like, uh, do I really need a car? Well, it's paid for. My car is paid for. Now it's not obviously insurance and things like that aren't paid for. I got to pay for that, but like yeah. for the convenience of it, yep. p- having the actual car paid. Oh, Jim, I love that you think we would know s- anything well, about that. Well, hold on. So Jim says, wouldn't you have a good wrongful termination complaint if they decided to pay you less than they hired you for? Well, you weren't terminated, so probably not, but I'm no lawyer. Full termination. Well, and it depends where you live, because, I mean, they can just say, no. I mean, unless you have a contract... Right. If you have a contract yeah. with them, they can't do it. But if I mean, why? Why? Like they just as easily as they can give you a raise, they can take away money. You don't have a right to that job. You don't have a right. They don't you know, there's no law that says they have to keep you employed. Uh, yeah, again, depending on where works. you live, depending you know, I mean, that can be different. But yeah, well, and I'm sure it's just a, certain jobs, too. Right. Because they're probably I'm there are definitely jobs where you have a contract yeah. where it's very specific on here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. Or you've signed some sort of employment agreement. That does that, but yeah. I genuinely have no idea. All right. Genuinely no. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I just... <sighs> I don't... I feel this story is just a little... I'm trying to be nice about this. Why start now, Dan? The Fair. Very fair. <laughs> the oldest living person in the United States is due to be celebrated by a parade marking her 116th birthday in California. God. First off, can we just pause for a minute? 116. Ugh. Edith, or Edie, Recogno Keenan Cesarelli celebrates her 116th birthday today. 
is going to be celebrated by a drive-by parade at Holy Spirit Residential Care Home in Willits, California. Born in 1908, she is the oldest living person in the United States and the second oldest living person in the world. I, oh, no, I would not want to be 116 years old. Um, but imagine the things she has seen in her life. Like, well, from 1908 we... to now? Like, she would, I don't think that we had airplanes when she was born, right? Well, no, 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 like, I mean, not. just think about the things we've seen in our lifetime, right? Just like going right. from computers, like the whole, like the computer, how it's changed everything and how it's, you know, just become smaller and now it's a handheld. And all. Mm-hmm. Imagine being in 1908, growing up. So you grew up through the Depression, you were old enough to remember the Great Depression. And yeah, that is, that's nuts. I just, Every time I read one of these stories, I feel bad. Why do you feel I'm bad? Like, mm, why do that? Because should we not celebrate it? Is I that mean, I don't know, right? I mean, I guess if you're 115, why not at that point? But I just mean it feels like poking the bear. It's just like 116. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't like. I just feel. Let's like, have a parade for you. Uh, first of all, I don't think we should do anything that startles them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there should quiet, be honking or yes, you know. Very quiet parade. A very uh, yeah. Very no clowns key. or like right. crazy things that would just shock the system. I mean, I don't know. It just feels weird. To, to like, because every time one of these stories happens, every time within like a week or oh, just last week or although that's probably happened every year since she's been a hundred, right? I mean, probably. So it's happened, you know, fifteen times. Yeah. So, now she's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything to add to this other than... Mm, feels ah. feels feels a little squishy. When I see those headlines, I'm like, oh, come on. You know what's coming next. But yeah. again, they've probably been doing that since she's 100, and it hasn't come next yet. So... Yeah. Um. So, this story makes me laugh, but also touches me in a place. Uh, not a Not a naughty place or anything like that. Just like... Touches my heart. Touches my heart. So Elmo, famous Sesame Street character, Elmo on his Twitter Twitter account, just wanted to check in with everybody. Just like, Elmo, just checking in. How is everybody doing? And the internet lost its mind. Why? And started trauma dumping on Elmo. Oh, <laughs> like, what do you mean? You know, how you, you know how usually like someone will be like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, I mean, fine. You know, whatever. Like, you usually aren't like, let me tell you my life story right now. Right. Well, people started really taking this Elmo wanting to check in with them to a whole new level. He trended up to number one <laughs> on X or whatever the hell they're calling it. The, the, the tweet, uh, they're still calling it that in The Hollywood Reporter. Like, they refuse to use whatever the hell you're supposed to use for the X now. Got 150 million impressions. Like celebrities were were commenting, but it was just a lot of like, honestly, Elmo, I need a hug. And oh, Elmo, sweetheart, we are not doing well to Elmo girl. I'm having a quarter life crisis right now and I cannot get my shit together to finish this semester. Burnt out and I have a lifetime of working to go. So just like this a deluge of people just like really, really answering in earnest how they were doing. They got so dark that the official Sesame Street account eventually had to put out a message directing people towards mental health resources. 
the, the tweet was, thank you, Elmo, for checking in with and in a reminder for us to pause and take a mindful moment to focus on how we're feeling. For hashtag emotional well-being resources and more, visit, and then they give the mental health thing. Um, but then Elmo himself was like, oh, Elmo got he asked. Elmo learned an important to ask a friend how they're doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Hashtag emotional well-being. Elmo won't be checking again soon. No, no Elmo Elmo's, has learned Elmo, Elmo's lesson. Yeah. I just think it's really funny that people are really just in earnest. Man, Elmo, let me tell you. Because honestly, feel... the past like month and a half of my life has yeah. not been great. Well, I so... agree with you. I and th- <laughs> but this is this is has got to be like there's gotta be people under the age of 30, right? Because while you may not have had a, a it's been a rough couple of months, right? Let's say. Mm-hmm. Or at least 2024 has been a pretty, you know, January has been a pretty rough year so far, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that I would unload onto a puppet who was posting a thing on Twitter asking how I was doing. Like, I, that, there's some men, there's something in your head. And maybe it's because no. it's young kids who look at Elmo, younger people look at Elmo and go, oh, I can talk to Elmo was my friend growing up with the whole Tickle Me Elmo and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, but that's just weird. Oh, see, I don't think it's weird. I think had I seen it, I would have been like, dear Elmo, I hope you're sitting down. Here's here's what's going on in my life. Um, I, I think there probably is some element of people having a, a safe space feeling about Elmo or just Sesame Street in general. You know, you like grew up with it, especially like our generation really grew up with Sesame Street. I don't know how much the younger generations did, but I feel like we definitely grew up with Sesame Street. But there's also a bit of camaraderie as soon as you start seeing people like answering in earnest where you realize you're not alone. Like a lot of people are having like a crap time. And like, I don't know, it's it kind of created a community, I think, of people who wanted to just be a little bit honest and vulnerable, you know, and in real in a way because we see so much fake crap on how great everyone's life is online, right? Like Instagram is all like I'm shiny and pretty and thin and let's, you know, all these ads for how to be thinner and smarter and prettier and all this. And this is just a very real of like, we're not doing great, Elmo. We're not doing great. So I thought it was a little endearing, but also really funny because they were not, they were not ready for it. I was watching, again, I didn't read, I didn't see the tweets come in or I didn't see that, but Mm -hmm. I had, I had, I was seeing different stories about how it's spiraling out of control. Like, I didn't see any of the actual stuff. All I saw was stories about how, oh, man, Elmo shouldn't have asked it. And then how it (laughs) was like some people were like retweeting some of the dark stories and the whole stuff. I'm like, you were talking to, first of all, it's a puppet. Well, first of all, it's not really like it's not like Elmo the puppets like tweeting it. I know, but it's like, but it's but it's you're. Go to get some mental health help, people. If well, you need to, that's if you what need they to did. do that, yeah. But you go, but you should not have to be directed by a puppet to go get mental health services. You know what? If you, need. if it takes a puppet to get you there, I am fine with it. Whatever it takes for you to get some help, I'm all for it. Apparently, it also came. Sesame Street has been doing very well. Whoever is running their social media is doing a bang on job right now. Because it came on the heels of an already viral week for Sesame Street because Big Bird apparently was trending because he was apparently shrunken down to be tiny for like an entire week of episodes. And so people started the hashtag help Big Bird. (laughs) 
That started trending because people wanted like Big Bird to return to his normal size. They like just made Big Bird like small for whatever <laughs> reason for a week. But again, it gets attention, right? People are talking about it. So kudos to whoever's on the uh, Sesame Street. Um, Did you see where Elmo was assaulted by Larry Social David media. this week? No. It was on the Today Show. Yeah, the headlines, like, I mean, there were as serious as could be headlines, Elmo assaulted by Larry David, and then you go watch it, and it's, uh, I don't know if it was pre-planned. I don't think it was pre-planned, but, like, he walked over to Elmo and, like, sh- you know, just, you know, well... <laughs> just shake Elmo. <laughs> and then Elmo's dad is there who is yelling at Larry David for doing it and then and then you know reminding him hey you have to ask to touch somebody. You can't just touch that like That's it's true. it's spiraled into this whole thing where Larry David basically had to come back on and apologize on the Today show. So I don't know if that was real or fake or you know whatever isn't, but Isn't there like a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, that's out? what he was on there promoting and then I wonder if that was like some that sort of That feels like part of the next season of, of Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's going to get mentioned like, for sure. They were actually filming what happened on the Today Show. So in the next mm-hmm. season, when Larry goes to the Today Show, they have that right there. Maybe it could have something yeah. to do with that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah Elmo. There, there was that story this week too. Um, yeah. Let's end with this. So okay. I was reading a story, and this is not, and this this specific story doesn't really matter, but it was um, a power outage last week affected hmm. thousands of customers in downtown Toronto, like seven, over 7,000 oh. customers. Oh, wow. That's a big outage. Yeah, lost power because a unlucky raccoon wandered into the wrong place, according to officials. Raccoon made contact with some equipment at a downtown Toronto station, and depending which two wires you happen to touch or what you get in between, Ooh. you become the the... Thing that is conducting that electricity and yeah and boom things blow up and that's apparently oh, what no. happened yeah so clearly did not end well for the raccoon is it like the uh, scene from national Lampoon's christmas vacation yeah, the under cat. the chair of yeah. the cat yeah. chewing yeah. on the... the thing just completely fried wow well How... this happened up here this happened not too long ago there was a, i think they said it was a squirrel that was jumping between it you know in between a transformer thing that knocked out power and but i i guess my whole thing is i don't and I need to learn more about the power grid. And this is kind of stuff that I, I actually am generally interested in. So maybe I should learn more about this. But how is it in 2024? I get how if we in 1907, when we're first wiring all of these things. All right. I get we don't have the protections. We, haven't, we don't have this figured out. How does this still happen in 2024? And how is there not like some sort of automatic like... Okay, bam, no wire goes. Well, can it come in from other directions? Like, do we have, like, how does it still happen where we can lose, 7,000 people can lose power because a raccoon walks into the wrong wire? Yeah, I, do, I fully don't understand how that would be even possible. Shouldn't they be covered or have some distance between them? Something? Or like, Something? Some, like, like you know, like if you stick your finger in the um, light socket near your sink with water on it, it just shuts everything off. Yeah. Right, it doesn't, and then you just got to walk up and hit the switch, and it all works again. How come they don't have those at the at the big power plant? Like, how is this not? How are we still yeah. at this point? Because even if there was a, even if it thought this was a human as an, and not an animal, like you would hope there'd be some failsafe for that. I mean, actually, I care. I care honestly, truthfully, 
I care less if it's a human because there's, there's signs. There's signs that's sure. that are clearly telling you not to be in this area. And if you and if you if you ignore the signs and then you go in the area, the I I still don't think everybody else's power should go out. That's my point. Even if it is right. a human, I, I'm more mad about everybody losing power and how we not come up with a way to not make that happen. I guess you, yeah. you have a generator there should be at your like, house, but uh, like step right of like Boom. maybe this, these many people lose power, but not like the entire right. seven thousand. Bam! This gets yeah. This new power comes in from this direction to fix that thing and blah blah blah. And like I don't because everything's connected to more than one spot, right? It's coming from different directions. So mm-hmm. how is that even possible? And I know there are like electricians out there hearing me and they're just like, look, you don't understand. I'm like, I know I don't understand, but I, I also don't understand, you know, well, I said, I don't understand airplanes. I do. Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I can't go design an airplane, but I understand that, look, they're just not falling out of the sky like they were when they were first invented. There have been mm-hmm. so many technological advances that keep that from happening. How has that not happened with things like this right because we're so advanced on so many levels i was just on a plane where i could just set my phone down on the armrest and it would charge yeah and we have situations like this on the other side i was just reading a buzzfeed article on like it's 2024 how are these still things one of them was that you cannot understand any drive-through like speaker like why is the quality of a drive-through speaker like the worst quality how has that still happened Right. I, exactly. Exactly. Or pilots. Very rarely do I understand what a pilot is saying on a plane. Really? Yeah. I thought they've gotten yeah, usually better. Usually they're like, they've gotten better, but I still feel like there's a disconnect for the fact that we are in a giant tube that weighs how much yeah. and is flying through the air. Part of I the should th- be able to, it should be like you're whispering in my ear. Yeah. You know, honestly. what's gotten different though on the airplanes is that um, the headphones are better because headphones that the pilots are wearing and that they're talking into Mm-hmm. are made to be on the radio. It was always secondary that they were talking to mm. people in the back. They've gotten a lot better. Headphones have gotten a lot better and now they know what, you know, when the switch is thrown. But yeah, I mean, I it's still sometimes it's still hard to hear what the right. pilot is saying. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah. Uh one of the other ones was like, why are we still packaging hot dogs and hot dog buns in different counts? Yeah. Like why? Why we know this is a problem. This was brought up in a classic movie, Father of the Bride. Like, right. why did we not fix it? It's an old joke. It's actually an old... Those, yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's an old comedy joke. And that's why oh, Steve okay. Martin put it in there. But yes, exactly right. Um, yeah, like, why is that? The plastic, those... When you buy one tiny little item, and it is in the hardest encased plastic you have ever seen in your life, and you have to find, like, an industrial scissors to try to cut it, and you always cut yourself, or at least I do, because you cut far enough, and then you're like, I'm just prying this thing Always open. cut your hand. Always cut mm-hmm. your hand, yeah. 100%. Like, um, Why? I have one, and I think – I don't mm. remember if we've talked about it on the podcast. I I know I've complained about this for years, so I would assume okay. it's popped up on the podcast. Sure. Let's Courtroom hear Courtroom sketch artists. What about them? Why do we still have courtroom sketch artists? We have cameras. We have 4K – we have 5K cameras that could just go, boop, take a picture. And show us what's in the room. Why do we have some guy drawn like a with watercolors, <laughs> some weird, or pencils drawing some weird face 
like, why are we doing that? We have cameras now. I understand if you say, oh, look, we don't want to broadcast and do court cameras. Okay, fine, whatever. But can't somebody, can't the person who is the current sketch artist, and it would probably cost a lot less, can't you just say, all right, and... <laughs> well, I don't think they're supposed to pose for him. No, but I know they're not. But I'm just saying, why can't why can't that person just put up a camera and take a picture of the courtroom? Why I, I in know. 2024 are we still having courtroom sketch artists? That's a great question, Dan, and I have no idea. Every time I, no I see idea. a news story that pops up with uh, the trial of so and so happening in New York today, and then you see a picture of kind of like a wobbly face, mm-hmm. it's so stupid. Like no one can tell who that is. Yeah, what the heck? So stupid. I don't understand why we do it. Um, I don't either. There's probably a litany of things. If there's anything else you think of, email us. <laughs> we maybe we'll talk about it. I, we'd love to know crazy things that you think. Why in 2024 is this still a thing? Dan at stillspinningpodcast.com. Nicole at stillspinningpodcast.com. You can email us. All right, <laughs> this everyone. This could be a regular is, segment on the show. It could be. How a 2024? How is this still happening? Oh, I've got. A, I'm going to start. I've got notes. It could be the end. It could be I've our last. Got, we, we, we could even do like flashlights like Conan O'Brien. In the year 2024. <laughs> we could. And maybe we will. I hear that some entertainers perform a live show while drinking after a certain number of performances. Just a thought for 50. <laughs> somebody wants like us. A, like a drunken. I think somebody sort of like, wants us to drink for I our mean, 50th show. Fine. I think one of us will handle it better than the other. We have to figure out when 50 is coming. We have to look at a calendar. I would like to do it in Don't person. Don't we also want it to be 52? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like the, like the one-year show, maybe. Yeah. yeah, possibly. But I would. I, we should talk about doing it somewhere, somehow, in person. Okay. We've got 10 weeks, at least. You know anybody that has a theater? Hmm. Let me look into that. <laughs> I think I could probably arrange You happen something. to know somebody that might work well. So. Yeah, it'll be the equipment that'll be the hard part. Uh, well, we'll talk about it offline. Thank you so much for joining us for week 40. Just a reminder, starting next week, we are shifting the time. Start time will now be 7 p.m. Central Time. Yes, we've done 7 p.m. Central Time. a lot of research that shows our audience would yes, rather... Yes, the Pew Research indicates... Yes. That one hour earlier is more optimal for our particular audience. Yes, that's. I mean, now you get into the analytics and everything; it's very obvious that that's that that is the case. So that's why we are moving the show so until clear. seven o'clock only for you. Only for you. We are here for you. Yep. We are here for you. Now, if you don't watch us live, that's fine. You're still going to hear our regular episodes are going to be released, I think, usually on Wednesdays um, as well. So don't you worry about that. You can still listen and absorb us in that way. Bonus spins are available for our spinners. That's right, our sponsors. And if you are not a sponsor yet and you would love to hear some bonus content... Go ahead and subscribe. Go to our website, stillspinningpodcast.com. You can find out exactly how you can become a spinner. There's different levels um, that you can participate in. You can also buy some cool merch. You can also uh, listen to some back episodes. Let's say you're new to the uh, to the podcast. You can hear some back episodes. All of our back episodes are available. And if you do sign up and become a spinner, you get all the previous bonus content as well. It's not just going forward. You get the whole library. Uh, Dan, did you hold up? Because you're just, um, you're, you're gonna, we're gonna start selling those. I don't know. You just said you can get some merch, and I just held merch. up some merch, which actually is yeah, not really which available you can't get. on our you website can't get at this at this time. Maybe at some maybe point. someday it will. Maybe someday it will. But we will be back 
next week, 7 p.m. on Monday. Hey, before we go, Paul says that's a good-looking bottle over my shoulder. Isn't that a uh, humidifier? Right there. Oh, is that the Malort? Yes, that uh, is a bottle of barrel-aged, empty Malort bottle with guitar strings yeah. in it. Yes, which actually Those... tastes better than the actual drink that was actually in there to begin with. Yes, but you know what? One very good thing came out of Malort consumption, and that's our theme song. Because Paul had drank quite a bit of Malort when he wrote that theme song. Really? Uh, oh yeah, he it was after one of our shows, and he came upstairs and he just wrote it down. That actually surprises me because it's actually a it fairly decent theme too. song. Uh, fairly decent. I, mean, I think it's no, awesome. No, no. I just mean like it would be like if, if I'm thinking a Malort song would be go, <coughs> Dan and did you ever think that Dan and Nicole cement patio, <laughs> right? Like just we like candleland spray bottle. And you're like, what is what? Is, <laughs> what's he singing about? Nope. But it actually nope. makes perfect sense. So, yep. So at least one good thing has come out from the Lord consumption. All right. We're out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time here on the Still Spinning Podcast. Still Spinning.